Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and today we are talking about what to do when you're brought to tears. This is something every homeschooling mom has experienced at some point, and we hope you find this encouraging. Before we start, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for all their support of the Smiling Homeschooler. They're an amazing math curriculum, and we believe they help more homeschoolers smile. So go check them out over at teachingtextbooks.com. Also, thank you to Homeschooling Today Magazine for their support. If you need regular homeschooling encouragement, which we think every mom does, make sure to subscribe to their amazing magazine over at homeschoolingtoday.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. I am ready, but barely ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just sat down. I mean, like, you know, three minutes ago. Yeah. Um, we've been working over at uh, Catherine's house. Uh, Kat and Josh just closed on their house on Monday, their very first house, and uh, uh, so it's all hands on deck because they're going to all move into it uh, on Saturday, I think. And so uh, last night they closed like at four, some four or five o'clock, and and by eight thirty we had already torn out a wall and removed all the kitchen cabinets. Um, <laughs> so today we were starting to put the newer kitchen cabinets because they're all still old ones are they're going to paint and uh we were moving some electrical lines and uh it was it was something so i'm tired which is funny because uh um ben this past week and you knew this but i was at the um homeschool national alliance uh i don't know what they call conference um it is made up the alliance is made up of all the state leaders homeschool state leaders um, from all the states, it's really amazing. Um, you have to be a uh, on the state board, and um, we were invited as guests, and it was just so much fun, so inspiring. Um, but I was on a panel, a podcast panel. I don't know why they asked me, but uh, <laughs> but I was. Um, and so it, they had a couple ladies. They had actually four other ladies, and then me. I was the last one. And so they went down, and they were. They said. So um, one of the questions was, so how much time does it take you to prepare for each week? And the first lady goes, uh, eight hours. And uh, the next lady was like, seven hours. And the next lady was like, 10 hours. And then some other, the next lady was like, <laughs> six or four to eight. And then it was me. And I'm like, 15 minutes. And, so, and then they're like, so what, what tools do you use? And they're like, um excel spreadsheets and some of them use all these different like things to keep track of everything and i'm like um a scrap of sheet of paper you know that, I, I don't know i write down a few ideas right before and that's we get. why they'll probably ten thousand times larger than us i don't know uh, hey, so funny. this is what you get this is what you pay for um but uh but i uh, it, so that was that part aside um i was so inspired because it is an amazing thing that we are part all of us are part of something huge um you know it was so much fun to be with homeschoolers from hawaii and alaska and from uh georgia and idaho and you know wyoming and and every other state and uh, in fact, we're going to have uh, kind of a representative um, from our own state of Indiana on our show in the next few weeks, I'm hoping, um, to talk about 
this this big thing that we're all a part of because if you think it's just about you um it's not and i know you would have loved this part ben but uh a part that i kind of forget about because you know back in the day when they first started homeschooling it was it was scarier um uh zan tyler who we had on the show in 1985 you know i mean she was threatened with jail time if she had her on the show in 1985 in 1985 she was threatened no we had her on the show (laughs) but back in 1985 um thanks for the clarification (laughs) um you know that that ends other moms were too and even really when we started in the in the the middle 90s early 90s homeschooling our kids there was a little bit of a fear not that somebody was going to come and take your kids even though that was there um but you know we didn't go to mcdonald's in the middle of the day uh because we were a little nervous about you know someone being there or if we did you know it felt awkward people now people could care less if your kids are in mcdonald's in the middle of the day because everybody's kids are in mcdonald's in the middle of the day um but uh and what was i going to say with that um but oh but it was interesting to hear about all the legislative stuff that's going mm-hmm. happening in states and how really moms you might take this for granted but there are people who are watching your states um the 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 bills that come up all the legislation that comes up there's really someone in every state keeping an eye on that they see how it affects homeschoolers even though homeschoolers might not be directly uh mentioned uh you know they would say oh we we oppose this bill we had it uh changed and we you know bombarded them with because it 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 led um some other conclusions to that would involve homeschoolers even though it wasn't specifically stated and uh it was really really again reminder to me that this great freedom that we have in so many states can change very very quickly um not that we need to be afraid we don't need to be afraid but we should be uh, a part of that and you know i don't have to go look but when i'm a part of my state organization um or support a state organization uh they they keep an eye on that so whatever state you're on i would just encourage you to see how you might encourage your state organizers, whether that's attending their homeschool conference, um, which is a or or just getting on their newsletter. Uh, I I'm a part of several state organizations newsletters, and uh, it's amazing how many different events they have. Whether they all meet at the state capitol once a year to provide their legislatures with with a a, a cherry pie. Uh, I don't know why Jerry pie, but that seems to be the pie of Joyce or something else that they they took cookies or they just let them know that the homeschoolers are there. And yeah, uh, so check that out. That's super cool. And yeah, that's definitely something I think for especially the newer homeschoolers who, you know, maybe just take it for granted, don't even realize like, yeah, of course, it's always been this way, but it has not been. And it took, you know, the early homeschoolers mm-hmm. a lot of work. And uh, yeah, I definitely remember when mom and dad were like, if someone comes to the door and asks, like, don't let them in or whatever, you make sure, you know, you tell right. us and we had HSLDA's number, you know, nearby and stuff like that. So thankfully, that's changed a lot since then. But still something to keep an eye on. Um, honestly, it almost is more so I think. as Oh, and you know, um, and 
Or yeah. just says, yeah, it's growing bigger because they want control. Of, I mean, they're going to want to exactly grab that back right. That's And they still want it. They still yeah. want control. You know, there's a, and, and this is one of the things we're going to talk about, which I was on this ESAs, uh, educational savings accounts. Um, lots of states are offering huge money. Um, and some of you moms are very aware of it. Huge money to uh, your kids that you can use for education um up to like seven thousand dollars a year and you can save that money if you don't use it for um for whatever uh approved curriculum you couldn't buy something from the smiling homeschooler but you could buy it from a secular you know um but if you don't use it all you can save it for college and you can use that so you know after you're gonna have seventy thousand dollars per kid uh there are not very many limits right now nice. but with it comes lots yeah. of potential dangers um and it was just a great conversation um as people talked about it should we should we encourage you know our folks to take advantage of it or discourage and one guy um um jeff lewis from uh icage which is the illinois state homeschool uh organization uh he said you know we don't know how it's going to play out are they going to steal our freedoms i don't know he said but you know back in the 20s and 30s when they and i'm gonna you can correct me ben when they started uh saying or maybe the 40s when they started doing social security guess what some restrictions comes along a little bit later you know in the 70s when they you know they're always they may they may look free at the beginning but restrictions happen and it just ends up being a way to control people so mm-hmm um again that will be a, a conversation we should have later um but they're called esas um and really the consensus among all the state leaders was beware you know yeah. because if you if you take their money like right. the people from florida said uh if you take their shekels you're gonna have to accept their shackles yeah um, and that's what and michelle I think here that's, said that's what do you right. mean dangers and that's just it is just you know the more you take the potential there is for them to dictate on how your homeschooling can look you know have to look a little bit so it's not yet it's just saying just being aware of that so uh definitely definitely yes. important uh yeah but we, i think it would be, be good to get someone who's you know part of the alliance or whatever to kind of or you know more yeah. on the law side of things to maybe um kind of go more in depth with us on that at some Talk point through that. Fun. but yeah that'd be a good conversation um, uh, let's see here. So, but I was thinking, so kind of our main topic here, uh, you know, we've had, uh, you kind of go through weeks and phases, I think. Uh, and, and sometimes I feel like God, after get, you know, you've had a rough, rough patch. Sometimes we'll give you a few to good days, but, um, you know, just that, that point where the kids are, you know, maybe you have one kid teething and one kid's, you know, teaching them something and whatever else it may be. And you just get to the point where, you know, maybe uh, I know this was the case for Rissa, you know, the tears are shed and you're just kind of like, I don't really like being around my kids right now. And we're just failing and all that. So I think every mom and, you know, (laughs) has been at that point or will be. I know mom was many times growing up. Uh, you know, that's where if you read the homeschooling cartoon books, uh, and maybe they're right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so what do you do when you get to that point? Uh, cause I think it's going to be something that everyone will have, have to deal with at some point. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts to that? 
Well, I don't know about what all the answers are, but I, you know, the per very first thing I would do is I would just be real with other people around you. Um, I just think, you know, we don't take advantage of the great power of letting other people know. Um, I think most of us try to go it alone. We try to, you know, um, really, it's one of the great things I like about uh, Rissa and her sister, Carolyn, is that they're both uh, maybe very comfortable in their skin. They don't feel like they need to pretend um, to mm -hmm. be having a great time all the time. Um, and they can say, uh, I haven't liked this or, you know, they're just getting a little, I'm getting a little tired of my children, you know? And I think once you tell someone, um, good things happen because usually when you say something, then other people say something. So if you say, oh, I've been having a, a, a lousy morning, for example, for example, um, again, I was at this this homeschool alliance where these are the state leaders. These are the people who've homeschooled for years, decades. And you'd think they've seen all the benefits of it. They've seen all the the good things out of it, which is the same thing as benefits. And um, and they look like they've got it all together. But when you talk just for a few minutes and you go, oh yeah, it's been hard in this. I mean, I bet you we had four conversations maybe of parents who've said the very same thing we were showing. They wouldn't have shown that at the beginning. Right. In fact, I was talking about, I said something about like marriage and they were saying, Todd, you always say that marriage is hard. And I'm like, cause it is. And they said, that's not true. Our marriage is good and easy. And I'm like, wow, really? And she goes, yeah, she goes, I don't. And then we were just talking about it and she goes, but you know, we've got a couple married kids and theirs isn't easy and she said you know how do i encourage them in that and it was just really really the the thing that she was struggling with was not that that she was disappointed that her kids are she gets that you know she gets that maybe there's this you know because of the station in life and their past circumstances and their both their personalities is that there's but their children is not and so they were dealing with how do we help our kids through some hard things, you know, because we weren't real sure about some of these spouses. And, but I just thought it was really interesting that they were going through some hard times. And really, they only opened up because we were honest, you know, and we mm -hmm. talk about, oh, it's just, you know, life is good, life is hard, but it, it's good and hard. Um, and I just think if we could start with just by saying, you know, I'm struggling here, I'm not, I'm not doing too well. Um, especially to a close friend or to your spouse. Um, yeah. And then see what happens after that. Well, that's, I think, two major things there. Well, maybe one and then a, a side thing, but um, is the spouse is, I think, super critical in those moments. I mean, unfortunately, you know, not every person has an amazing situation there, but, you know, we pray for you that you, you have a husband that will be supportive in those moments because uh, that's where the, the team aspect and the being one marriage part, I think, can really be super uh, beneficial. I know there's many, many times where dad would have to, come, you know, come home, you know, during lunch or after, you know, and find mom in the closet kind of thing. And, um, and I know Rissa, you know, is really relying on me during that the last couple of days, but it's not always easy. And we blow it right before that, you know, I was uh, not being very supportive and, um, you know, so that, that I hope that is there for you. And, 
um, or at least communicating that with your husband. But then also, I think the other thing that's really important to remember during those times is that often it is a phase or it is a season or it is a time um, and not to um, give up or make a major decision in those hard times, because a lot of times it will be tough, but as I was saying, it is good and it will pass or your kids will have a good day or, you know, the fruit will bear uh, down the road maybe, but it may not be, there may be a time where it is a lot of, hopefully, you know, you're able to smile through it, but there are going to be times that are just more of a challenge, um, and not giving up during those hard times. Um, you know, I know for us, like even after like the birth of a, a kid, you know, uh, the next while it is just a strain on a relationship on everything. And I'm sure every mom's probably had that experience or at least, you know, a lot of them. Uh, but remembering that is not the rest of your life is, I think, really uh, important during those times. But uh, do you know, you know, I think mom, too. Yeah, go for it. And maybe go ahead. No, nope, go for it. I was going to say, too, I think, you know, when kind of when you hit those, um, I think it just gets worse when you try to uh, muscle it through, mm-hmm. you know, where you're like, oh, I just need to be, you know, I need to be, de- I need to be better. Right. Or, you know, just to be able to, when you're at those times to say, maybe I'm tired, you know, maybe we need a little break. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I know people have accused me of saying, oh, Todd, all you tell us is that we need, to take breaks. You're just always telling us to not do school. Um, you know, that's probably what I'm going to continue to do because you have, everybody else is telling you to keep going. Everybody else is telling you don't take a break. You're telling yourself. So I am the voice of reason uh, that is just saying, you know, just step back a little bit. If it's say it's say it's a specific subject, you know, if you're going through and you're just, you know, you're, you, you, you run up, you know against a wall in this whatever getting your kid to read and they're just not getting it they're looking at the letter and just saying the same dumb answer every time just stop reading for that day you know and say hey we're not you know we're gonna have to stop here for a little bit do something different you know maybe it's a maybe you're just gonna read out loud or maybe you're gonna play a game or maybe you're just gonna go you know play um i don't know um or or be done with school for the day um, I know that when my wife's tired, sometimes she just needs a little break. Um, well, I think, that- and, and for husbands who are listening, sometimes that means she needs a break with you. Sometimes it means she needs a break without you where she just needs to talk. I know one time years and years ago, uh, my sister-in-law Dawn, she told my wife, she goes, you know, I was just so frustrated. I was just, nothing was making sense. And I asked my husband, Alan, Alan, would you just spend some time listening to me. And so that night, you know, Alan was wise after the kids were in bed. He just spent a couple hours listening to her. You know, she just wanted to throw some things out there to see what he thought. And she told my wife, her sister, who told me (laughs) that made such a huge difference in, in, in that, you know, being burned out kind of feeling. Yeah. And I think the important thing, you know, like you mentioned, Oh, just stop doing it. You know? And, and I think that, there's that feeling of, oh, if I stop, I'm failing or we're giving up. And and I think the important thing to remember there is you're not stopping relationship or parenting. You're stopping 
you know, there's that kind of mentality of, oh, well, you just got to push through the hard stuff of, you know, whether it's a marathon or, you know, you're training for something or you're practicing music or whatever, but relationships aren't really like that, I don't think. And, you know, your relationship with your kids is not a marathon or, I mean, it is in a way, I guess, but it's not like a challenge to be overcome. It is uh, something that requires, you know, obviously a ton of love and, and it's so much more than just that. So taking that break, quote unquote, is just stepping away from what you're doing at that time and, and approaching something differently or changing it up. Um, so it's not that we're just saying give up on your everything, you know, it's and I think that's that's a big difference between those. Um, so, well, I think this is a marathon. I mean, that's what athletes do. You know, we're not, you're not stopping. Stopping today does not mean you're stopped. Right. It just means you're, my son, Jed, you know, he's constantly hurting himself when, because he's a sports guy and he is willing to give his life for every sport he ever plays. And, you know, his legs are always sore. His back is always sore because he keeps doing it even when he's sore. And I'm like, Jed, you can't do that today. You know, you need to rest so you're ready to go again in a day or two. And I think, um, you know, homeschoolers need to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, well, I we also, maybe we can do a quick ad here, but we also had another uh, comment uh, that I think maybe we could read one and maybe do one next week. Um, but real okay. quick, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making The Smiling Homeschooler possible. Um, math time can be a difficult, challenging time for a lot of, uh, a lot of people. So uh, if you're not already using them, uh, we'd encourage you to just try teaching textbooks. They have a, a free trial over on their website, and uh, it, it's just super interactive, really fun, and you can do it from any, basically any computer or device that has an internet browser. So go check them out, teachingtextbooks.com. Hey, and I, I also want to say, um, if you don't subscribe to Homeschooling Today magazine, you need to. Um, I just got our, uh, our copy uh, the end of last week. And it is such an amazing magazine. Not only does it feel great in your hands, it's just filled with such great articles. And it's got, even the ads are good. You know, they're encouraging and they point you to some great uh, resources. Resources that help you smile. You know, where, again, their goal is to help you parent outside the box. You know, who aren't afraid to decide what's best for your kids. Um, as they learn, you know, to be bold. Um, so if you want to homeschool boldly, check out Homeschooling Today magazine, subscribe to their magazine. Um, they have a digital copy that's on there. And again, you can uh, you can listen to my article as I read it or some of the other authors, their articles. But I think you're going to find them um, not just telling you how to homeschool, but in encouraging to you to homeschool the way you believe is the best. So check out Homeschooling Today magazine. We're super thankful for uh, them sponsoring this show. Uh, let's, let's do the Chelsea one here. She said, how to help the kids learn that their whining stinks. Okay, maybe I'm whining now. Seriously, how do you give your children the self-awareness that whining is a waste of time and energy? Uh, this one would be a great mm -hmm. one for me as well because we were dealing with that with our kids. <laughs> and I know you dealt with it with your kids a lot and still do. So um what's yeah the whining changes as they get older yeah. you know the whining uh isn't like oh geez <laughs> you know it, it becomes uh you know 
ah, you know that. <laughs> or when you go, hey, can you take out the trash? Oh, you know, and uh, and we're having these conversations. Um, I mean, you all know the answer. The answer is don't give in to it um, because whining is just a mechanism our children use to get what they want, you know, and sometimes they do it, I think, to punish us. You know, they do it when they know it's going to bother us. Um, you know, and, and I know Ben knows this. I mean, you know, they do it like when you're around other people or they do it when you're at someone else's house or they do it when, you know, I mean, I've got a, a big grown up kid who does it, you know, when other people are around. And in my head, I'm thinking, why, you know, don't do that. Not right now, you know, because it's embarrassing to us and it really causes us to give them what they want because we just want them to stop whining and so you know i think the whining times should be dealt with uh, again when you're in the privacy of your home um not when you're at your homeschool co-op or not when you're you know over company's house uh i remember when our kids were little and uh we were encouraged by uh you know a, a teaching thing that we were listening to um they said you know just Tell the people you're with, you know, this is something we're working on, you know, and then do it, you know, don't, don't cave in to them and, and give them whatever they want. I mean, I, one time I was at a, at a person's house um, and I was a pastor. I was, I wasn't even married. And this, this uh, little kid, we're sitting at this, this, at this family's house and this little kid came up to me and said, I want to sit where you're sitting. And, you know, the kid was already, he was already, I could tell he was one of those kids who's a smart kid. And I said, oh, I'm sitting here. And he goes, well, I want your seat. And I said, well, I, I'm going to sit there. And I said, no, I'm going to stay here. And so he went to another person in our church who was there. And he said, I want to sit where you're sitting. And the guy said, no, you're not going to sit here. And then he went to his father, who he called by his first name. And he said, Robert, he goes, I want your seat. And Robert, for whatever reason, maybe he just didn't want it to battle and he thought, what's the deal? He got up and he moved and he let his child have his seat. And that kid learned that, you know, if I, he quit bothering us because he knew it wouldn't go to work, but he knew that his dad was going to cave in. I think sometimes whining does that. So again, I would make that a homeschooling lesson. And I would say, hey, when you whine at our house, there's going to be a consequence. Here's going to be, this is going to be the consequence. Either we're going to put, you're going to go up to your room. You're going to be there by yourself, um, but you're not going to get what you whine for. And if they do it at someone else's house or when you're around, you know, whoever, you know, maybe you don't deal with it right then. Maybe you say to them, when we get home, that same consequence is going to take place. And I think if you're, you know, cons consistent, I hate that word consistent, but if you stick with your guns and you mean business, you know, you, you, as a kid, you learn that it doesn't achieve what you think it's going to. Um, but they will keep doing it as long as they think it's going to work. And, you know, it's just so interesting to me because through the millennium um, or millennia, um, whining seems to be persistently a great tool on behalf of all children everywhere because it gets under your skin 
and we finally just cave. Well, They'll do it like in homeschooling. Go ahead. It's it. perfect yeah, because it's ahead, like ben. right between, because you're like, well, I can deal with this annoying whining or I can have to deal with an enormous thing and make this a huge, you know, uh, even worse. It feels like, right. but it's not worse, you know, because I know with Hudson, it's like he whines. But then if I discipline him, you know, and he and I say, all right, no more. He totally changes, honestly. I mean, he's extremely mm. responsive to that now. Renly uh, wouldn't really care as much, you know, but uh, <laughs> but it is amazing, though, the difference sometimes. But it is definitely a struggle. Uh, definitely. So and they'll do it in homeschooling. They'll say, oh, do we have to? Yeah. I mean, I would do it with the kids. You know, every once in a while, Debbie would have me do school and the kids would say to me, well, mom only makes us do half the problems. I'm like, well, you're going to do all the problems with me. Well, she says you, we don't have to do all the problems. She only says, and I said, well, I'm the parent. You're going to do all the problems. And they're going, yeah, but you know, she, we're only done. And I'm like, you want to do twice the problems? And you know, and then they stop. But sometimes their mom will give in because they whine and it's just easier. And sometimes the whining as they get older, it starts to make sense. They'll say, you know, but really, you know, why do I need to do all the problems? Because I already know how to do it. And you're like, well, that's true. You know, um, mom, just stick to your guns, make them do all the problems. And, and, you know, and then when they quit whining, then you can move on. Yeah. But that, if you can stop the whining, man, that's an incredible homeschool lesson. That's way more valuable it's than something learning how to do algebra. I do want to just acknowledge, you know, as a dad, like, you know, I come in and I'm like, oh, well, I, you know, I can deal with it and they don't do it as much for me, but I'm also something I, I don't want to take for granted is how hard it is to do what moms do with the kids every day, all day long. I mean, it is, it's a ton of work, you know, and it, it is hard to stay consistent. The, that word that dad hates saying all the time, uh, and dealing with, you know, all of the stuff you have to do plus kids who are, can be hard. And, uh, so, you know, thank you. We do. It is something that, you know, I'm not as appreciative for my wife as I need to be. And, um, I'm sure most husbands out there definitely could uh, be more appreciative, but, um, so yeah. It's, well, it's I will say too, dads, you can be part of the solution too, mm -hmm. because, you know, because our wives are tired. They mm -hmm. are, they're bombarded. You know, when we come in, from work sometimes we are fresh or at least a fresh perspective you know we haven't been worn down by our children so if we can kind of say hey we're going to do some training tonight so you know you have a family gathering a family meeting and you say hey everybody this whining thing is really getting old so here's what we're going to do maybe talk to your wife and come up with a little game plan and then say this is what we're going to do and then you kind of spearhead that and you be the um well, I don't know the the guy who makes it happen um, again, muscle. and that's yeah. You <laughs> become the muscle for your wife, and you know, not only will she love you for it, but I think together you can conquer this whining thing. Yeah, well, even though they good. never give it up and they keep coming back, <laughs> even if you've conquered it, now they're like, they but still, I don't have enough shoes. I need more. <laughs> I know, I know. But exactly. my friend has a Jaguar. Why can't I have one? No, yes. It's crazy. Yes. Um, all right. But do you want to, um, I think we should save our next, this other comment for next week, maybe, or within the okay. next couple weeks. Uh, so maybe if you want to wrap us up, we'll call it a night. 
Well, I'll just say thanks for listening, even though, you know, we only have 15 minutes of preparation. I think this time I only had three minutes of preparation. <laughs> but uh, moms, uh, I Ben and I both appreciate you. We appreciate you being on our team. Um, and again, in our sole pur purpose is just to see you smile because you should be smiling because this homeschooling thing uh, uh, is just an extension of parenting. And sometimes, you know, as we were talking to lots of uh different parents and they asked me so what what is the what is your message todd i said basically i help parents to to do what they already believe they should be doing so if you feel like you need perm I, I give them you permission so right. if you feel like you're you know you're tired of doing something I, i'll give you the permission to stop doing that you know, if you think that you're enjoying certain things that don't feel like school, that's okay. You have the permission. God made you smart enough to do it. And I just want you to do what you believe God is uh, is directing you in doing. So have a great weekend. Um, and uh, of course, don't forget to smile. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please share it with another homeschooling mom and leave us a review on whatever podcast app you listen on. Also, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making The Smiling Homeschooler possible. You can check out the free trial over there at the website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.